We can cut out the very <laughs> this very first second, but I liked that uh, at Baller's propaganda they just started recording the second we like that we opened it. You get some fun banter moments. They played me talking about huffing Freon at the top of the episode. Yeah, I listened. I did. <laughs> 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 I didn't know that would be the opening, but I said it. I, I said it, so I have to stick by it, you know. Um, um, I've missed you. We haven't recorded you and I in uh, like a month. I think it's been a while. Yeah, has it really been a month? Yeah. Wow. Well, we did it. We did a lot of guests, and then we had we released one that was an old recording, mm. and then I did the yeah. one with, and then I did the one with Basil alone, and then. We both have done our guest appearances, but we haven't done just a you and me one in a minute. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, it feels good to be back. It feels good to be back. Hi, everyone. Uh, <laughs> how's it going? Besides what we were talking, besides stuff we were talking about off the off the air. Oh, you know, just another day in the longhouse. Yeah. Um, it could be worse, you know, you could have like seven kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, that would be worse. Well, uh, but I don't know, because by the time you have seven, you sort of have the older kids who become sort of like the slave cast and they kind of take care of the, young, the younger ones, you know? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think when people had seven, eight kids, I mean, that's what my... My dad's family, they had nine and the first three were girls. And everyone always, my dad always said he felt like his older sisters were the kind of like his mom when he was like a little boy. Yeah. Like I he, mean, understood, that, he understood they weren't his mom, but he kind of just, they were like the. They were the boots on the ground. Yeah. They were like the nurturers. <laughs> like if he needed a snack or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, well, I'm glad. I'm glad things are going good. I've been doing okay, mostly. I went to Mexico. Oh yeah, um, fun in I, the sun. Yeah, I went to a resort. Um, it's not usually my thing, but I, I decided to embrace it. So, did you find it relaxing? I did. I left my, I took my, I took a Twitter break. I did five days. It was the opening to my Lent. Um, oh. I, I didn't really correspond it with that. I'm not that good of a Catholic, but I realized while I was there that it corresponded with Lent. So I was like, okay, this is a good thing to say. <laughs> um, and my Lenten promise is to give up on being chaotic. So I do, <laughs> I do think it helped me. How has that been going? Um, it kind of went poorly today. I got kind of, I got kind of chaotic in a meeting at work, but mostly I've been doing, I mostly I've been doing better. There were these people in this work meeting. I I had to do a presentation today and like my job is very like informal in a lot of ways. Like it's not like, it's not corporate basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had to do this presentation today, which I don't really give a shit about doing, but I was told to do it. And these two women were just talking and three separate times. I was like, 
I was like, uh, are you guys ready? And they just didn't say anything. Like they weren't even like, no, we need a couple more minutes or, and they just didn't, they just didn't respond. And everyone else in the meeting was just sitting there like watching this happen. Wow. So then when it finally started, I was like, if you guys, if anyone doesn't want to be here for this presentation, you can, uh, we can, we can call it right now. I don't, <laughs> I said that, like, I just brought it up like in front of everyone. <laughs> Cause I was like, I don't, I was like, I'm not, do, this isn't, I'm doing this to get paid. This isn't like my passion. So if you don't want to, <laughs> if you don't want to hear it or you want to go do something else, but like this one really, really, really pregnant woman who was in the meeting, she's, she's having twins. She was like, like made this face, like, <laughs> like when I said that, <laughs> so I guess, I guess I brought a little bit of chaos to that meeting. Yeah, well, sometimes that's what it takes. You just need the little attention grabber at the top, you know, like start off with the PowerPoint slide of Hitler or something. Yeah, I'm mostly just mad that I work with all women because like the the other side of the building is all men and they seem to have really chill meetings. <laughs> and my meetings are really stressful. <laughs> And I think if there was just even the long house queue, I'm in the long house. Yeah. And if there was even one more, if there was even one more man, I think it would be calmer, you know, (laughs) cause I'm like only like half. So it would need to be like, it would need to be like one more gay guy or like one really centering firm (laughs) male presence would, would help it out. But there was none of that. But anyway, um besides that i've been doing pretty good about being less chaotic so that's good i saw your doctor cut you off from the benzos (laughs) (sighs) well they didn't cut me off they just won't refill them until it's been exactly 30 days which i think is sort of cruel but i wanted to i wanted to use the phrase life-saving benzodiazepines because (laughs) I see a lot of, I, I, I'm always trolling. I've gotten blocked <laughs> by like maybe 20 different accounts, but I'm always like trolling on like Covidian accounts <laughs> and they're always like my life saving, whatever, you know? Yeah. So I just really wanted to use the phrase that they're withholding, <laughs> <laughs> withholding my life saving benzos for me. <laughs> um, no, but I'll, I'll get those back soon. I need to stop. This is another Lenten promise. I'm going to stop taking them so uh recreationally and i'm gonna actually get to the end of the 30 days and have like 10 in there oh you know yeah i support it yeah i think it's the healthier way because i was talking to one of my friends who also has uh, is a high anxiety uh you know spoonie we did an episode a long time ago (laughs) high anxiety spoonie type girl and she was like you need to just like actually be better with your benzos like you need to like plan this you need to like plan this out because you can't get i've actually had a few like really stressful things happen because i i was in the airport in mexico the last time i was there was with a friend who died last year so that was like emotionally stressful and then someone very close to me i'll I'll go into like the just the barest of details and i know you've experienced stuff like this too but (laughs) someone very close to me found out they had a brain they have a brain tumor and they're gonna die four months i know Um, it's not like it's not like an incredibly close friend but it's someone very much in my milieu 
Mm-hmm. Like tons of people I know now. Anyway, I'm not trying to depress wow. the listeners. I'm just saying like life can come at you fast. So do whatever you want to do. You gotta stock up on your benzos. <laughs> yeah, you you do. And you have to live life for the now, which I did by going to a resort in Mexico. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it was fun. I mean, I did do some like, you know, anthropological observations of the resort crowd. (laughs) Um, lots of really fat Americans was like the vibe, you know? I mean, just statistically, I mean. Well, yeah, 70% of people are overweight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe changing now because of Ozempic. (laughs) Um, but wait, we'll get into Ozempic later. I'll fin- just really quickly. I'll finish a few things I noticed at the resort. Oh, I guess I could read. Should I read some of my observations? Yeah, yeah. I thought that you they were gonna hit the TL at some point, but I no, guess the I listeners s- can get a sneak preview. I no, I I saved them for this. Oh, okay. I I feel like I was actually working when I was doing this. To be clear, <laughs> I was working for Thoughts and Prayers Incorporated. Um. I, okay, I'll just read some of them. They're making the airport so awful and demor- demoralizing where we stop, so we stop traveling, which I think is true. And my dad agreed with me on that. We've been talking a lot about who the they is. My you dad and your and dad. Oh, what does he say? Well, we both we both were like laughing. I was like, it's like the shadow government, and he laughed. Uh, <laughs> we both watched Tucker, you know. So, uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> I said um, fat activism can cease if their goal was for acceptance. This resort is the pinnacle of their achievements. Um, I said airports are the closest I feel to being a eugenicist. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just don't think it has to be this bad. Um unclear how I feel about the many large lizards here. There were these giant iguanas, like fat iguanas. Just oh. But you had mixed feelings? Well, I just thought about how, like, if there was an apocalypse situation and we all died at the resort, the iguanas would for sure be down to eat us. And I had, I had like, a repetitive, intrusive thought about that. Oh. But they're, like, resort iguanas. So they're eating, like, I don't know, carne asada. Right, Yeah. <laughs> Um, I wrote, from afar, I saw a mechanical bull riding contest, but I was able to unsee and repress it. Sometimes I'm, <laughs> sometimes I'm grateful my parents beat me. Um, I'm trying to think of other funny ones I wrote. We think we controlled, this was like d- day four. We think we control the resort staff, but really we are animals and they control us. Keep us satiated and calm with narcotics, food, and liquor. Because my boyfriend and I kept talking a lot about how, like, they're they're really like the ones in control. Ultimately, you know. Um, I think that's my last funny one. Oh, I then I said my pharmacologically induced eating disorder is working. <laughs> I've lost a, a significant amount of weight now, almost twenty pounds. Oh wow! How long has it been? About a month. <laughs> no, it's been like two months. <laughs> okay. So I don't that, think that's better. Yeah. Cause it's yeah, actually not good to lose weight too fast either. No, 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 no. I think 20 pounds in two months is like <laughs> normal. A just took a hit of something. So that's why that's why that's happening. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's okay. I, um, I feel very sober right now. 
It sucks. Um, are you still there? I'm here. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, what <laughs> we're was just I kind say? of internally gloating about my like not being sober. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Um, yeah, I I listened to when I listened to the last episode with Basil. I realized I was like I, we were both smoking, and there was a lot of like. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear that. <laughs> it had some ambiance, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, we're all in the room vaping together. We're all in the room vaping together. How was recording with Pool House? Was it fun? Uh, it was fun, yeah. Sneak preview. If, I guess I don't know when that episode's coming out. Uh, it could be. You don't have to say what you're talking about. about. I was just curious. Yeah, yeah. No, I. but I, I did. I was honored to go on here comes the backlash with the esteemed pool house and uh yeah it was a lot of fun it was actually pretty um yeah like uh i don't want to say mundane because it was a good conversation but like we didn't get any into any like aliens or like satanic ritual abuse or Mm. anything so well i um I recorded, yeah, Pool House and I had a really chaotic episode, but um, he's followed by BAP now, so. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, this the scene is getting uh, some attention <laughs> from the heavy hitters. I don't know if that's the attention we need, but. It's the attention we're getting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, what was it? I recorded with both Pool House, that was a few weeks ago now, and then Ball Earth Propaganda. Yes. Which is fun. You, you guys should go listen to that. There are a b- bunch of nice, nice straight boys. I enjoy solid, talking. Solid dudes. Yeah, I know. I listened to it today. It was good stuff. Yeah, they're all really, they're all really, they're sweethearts, I think. Um, and my love of your marginalized <laughs> minority identity of being <laughs> straight. <laughs> I feel like I need to uplift you guys here and there. Um, but yeah, I miss, you know, it's, it wasn't the same without you, my <laughs> podcast platonic spouse. Uh, it did, it did feel different. I was laughing about that both times afterwards. I was like, it doesn't feel exactly the same as my a dynamic, but oh, well, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> the original <laughs> recipe. The original recipe. Do you want to do um, Ozempic first? I'm sure you didn't read anything about it, but do you want me to tell you the newest? Yeah, I mean, I have, I mean, just off the cuff Ozempic takes, but yeah, yeah, no, you should um, go off. Well, I was just going to, I mean, so everyone is, um, uh, <laughs> Well, people are really dragging Ozempic, so that's... Well, like, who's, who's people? Like, the the bad gays, or... Just kind really? of everyone. Everyone's <laughs> dragging it. Um, and what are they saying? I, I, I honestly don't know. I'm ignorant. Uh, I don't know. I mean, okay, so, like, there was this article... Where was it? It was in some, like, libtard magazine... There's definitely an Ozempic, um, you know, backlash. I wanted to read the really funny quote, though. Oh, here was the quote that a lot okay, of the- Okay, wait, wait, wait. Hold up to one second. Because I realized that Ozempic and Wagovi are the same drug, correct? Right, yeah. But right. one the, it's, Ozempic is supposed to be for diabetes and 
and would go it's be, a fake like the whole thing is like a fake like yeah the, yeah it's it's for the yeah like oh it's only approved for whatever but yeah so they got the same drug approved for weight loss which i guess then became wagovi but it seems like wagovi sort of went out of the it like lost in the name battle so everyone's just calling it ozempic now yeah everyone's just calling it ozempic um and yes and it's they're the exact same drug it's very typical pharmaceutical company bullshit they like name the same drug two different things and sell it for two different reasons (laughs) Um, I've read a lot about it and like, I just want to say that I, my experience on it, it's been relatively fine and I don't think it's any more harmful than most pharmaceuticals, which I understand people think they're really harmful. I think they're probably like on the grand scheme of things that we put in our body on par with everything else. And I'm, that's not a good thing. I'm talking about like (laughs) microplastics and, you know, synthetic various chemicals and things that we like put in our bodies every day. So I, that's my take is that like, it's probably not chloride, fluoride. Yeah. (laughs) My take is that it's probably not worse than anything. Like, I I don't think it's like, especially bad. That's my, that's my take. I think it's like on par. And I also think like there is a huge obesity epidemic and like there has sort of been this weird push until now to be like, well, this is just the way it is. 30% of Americans are obese and 70% are overweight. And that's, you know, like... Well, and actively kind of encouraging it in many... I mean, not only just with the horrible food and everything, but like, um, like you know, healthy at every size and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And my doctor, my doctor was like, when I asked him for it, he was like, I was like, what are the side effects? And he's like, there are some side effects and it's not, you know, like nothing is a hundred percent safe, but he was like, there's also a lot of side effects to being obese, which I feel like people are (laughs) ignoring. Um, But here's the line in the article that went around bad, great, great, great gay Twitter. There are side effects for many Ozympians, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and constipation are the most common. I heard somebody say all the gays at CAA are on it and they're all shitting their brains out. Allison says, (laughs) but no, that wasn't my experience. So people really liked that. They got some like anonymous woman, Allison, who's an actress who's taking it to uh, to talk for this article. And I don't even think she's real because like she says stuff that's just so, I mean, if she is real, I want to meet her. But um, I, I kind of am like, she's not even real because the stuff she was saying was so funny and it made her look so bad. She was like, yeah, the best thing to do is to have one meal in the middle of the day and then you get home and like take a Xanax or whatever and then go to sleep. Um, and that's how you lose weight. And I was like, this this person is not really talking to a reporter like this. Like, I just don't think there's anyone like that not self-aware, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, Anyways, yeah, so- I don't know about that, but... So there's a lot of Ozempic backlash. I know you're kind of anti it, so... Well, I have nothing against it specifically other than, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would be concerned. First of all, can you take it long term or like, how does that work? Do you only take it for a certain period of time? I actually don't know the, what the, I mean, people do take it long term for diabetes. So there are people who've taken it for like a decade. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know what like the, my doctor's going to have me do. Yeah. But I'm also kind of like, um, God, I feel so brain dead right now. <laughs> I'm also kind of like, 
I just think that there's a lot of jealous bitches on Twitter <laughs> who can't afford Ozempic and they want to wow. make fun of people who are taking it, which is primarily rich and good looking people. So I would say 80% of them are that. So they're um, just haters and losers. Yeah, they're just haters and losers. And they're also people that would like pump their kids full of like, you know, puberty blockers in like a fucking second. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> like just calm down with your like Ozempic hysteria. You're just mad because you don't want anything beautiful to exist in the world and you want everyone to be fat and lazy. That's my take. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, my concern would just be about like the long term effects of uh, metabolism and stuff or like what happens when you go off it too. But people gain some weight back typically, but not all of it. it. That's Mm -hmm. like what the studies have shown. So it like it does lead to some like permanent weight loss. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, but yeah. Oh, the other thing she said, this Allison character, she was like, I don't know. They say it could cause thyroid cancer, but like, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, like, what doesn't cause cancer at this point? Kind of like what you're saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. And eating like, and eating like a pig and like being really fat, like that causes cancer. It too. does. It is. It's carcinogenic. Yeah. Yeah. All that food is carcinogenic. But yeah, there seems to be like a wave of, haters and losers who don't want people to be skinny and hate, uh, hates thin people. Um, there's a lot of like finger wagging, very similar to the vaccine, like this probably fake doctor. She says medications like Wagovi, Ozempic and Manjaro are treatments for chronic diseases like obesity and diabetes. Which I just want to go on the record. This is kind of embarrassing to admit on here. But when I first started Ozempic, I was technically just over the obese line. So I think I'm I'm in the <laughs> I'm in the group that's allowed to take it. Um, I hate that society has boiled them down to just weight loss injections. Um, then there's a bunch of people making fun of people, like you get Ozempic face. Um, what does that mean? One of my mutuals, Soapy Hadid, posted New York, where where the exempt where the Ozempic at. I like I like his post. Um, oh, this oh, there are some gays saying funny stuff. This one guy, this one guy goes, Ozempic should be over the counter like a vitamin. Um. Oh God, this shit must be horrible for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Someone did trigger warning eating it's disorder. It's just a law of the universe, you know? Like, nothing good can be, you know, it's got to have some bad with the good, like cigarettes, cocaine, alcohol, you know? Yeah. Thank you. I'm not going to stay on it for forever. I would just like to lose some more pounds. I don't know. Anyway, that's it. People are just people are just kind of dragging it. But it's like it's having its cultural zeitgeist moment. Um and people are addicted to food, you know? I really think they are. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. That yeah, and like specifically, yeah, like all the, you know, what do you like 
hyper palatable, you know, like fake processed food. Yeah, people are just eating like shit and they're like, yeah, they're just addicted to it. Anyway, we don't have to keep talking about Olympic. Um, <laughs> do you want to explain uh, the longhouse to me? Because I was, I said on, as you heard on Ball Earth Propaganda, that I actually didn't know a whole, um, uh, a whole <laughs> lot about it. Or should we do... Okay, do you want to do Longhouse or do you want to do it's not just young women whose depression rates have surged, it's specifically young liberals with liberal teenage boys faring worse? Which one are you more interested in? Um, well, how, we can do both potentially, but may, we can do Longhouse first. Okay, so what's your understanding of the Longhouse? So, I read, I'm going to admit to having read three paragraphs of the article. <laughs> yeah. I, um, <laughs> I, also basically don't know what it means but i i know more than i did on february 18th when i tweeted i still don't know what longhouse means okay um and people um expressed also not knowing what it is but then someone shout out willie Loman um posted this article about what is the longhouse um, which I actually mostly didn't read, similar to you, I think. <laughs> but I, um, I, I got the gist of it, which is like if the feminist or whatever critique is sort of that we're living in the patriarchy, um, it seems like it's sort of saying that, like, no, we actually sort of live in the matriarchy. Like, that was kind of the take that I... Yeah, and the longhouse is a actual historical reality. Like there used to be longhouses. I see. Yeah. Well, what is the deal with that? It was, it was like a native American thing or something. I don't know. I don't know what culture, probably some, <laughs> probably some colonized culture that's been eradicated now would be my guess. Um, but yeah, it was like this long, literally like a long house and it was run by like a den mother. And I don't know, it was like the female domain, I think. It was like where the child rearing and shit happened. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But I don't know for what culture. I didn't read the whole article. Um I do agree. The part of the part that I read that I do agree with is that uh, having a feminine view on, and I'm saying this as someone who's worked in like essentially with all women my entire life, and that having a feminine way of structuring things and running things does not lead to less conflict. It just leads to a very different kind of conflict, you know? Uh huh. Yeah. And I definitely agree with that. Um, and I do kind of understand and well, like what you guys were talking about on the ball earth show was like, um, oh my God, the like HR, yes, the HRification of the, the culture. And so, yeah, like how everything is like a microaggression and you're always kind of internally like policing your own thoughts. So you don't have wrong think and like, Oh, well, I don't want to, you know, like step on anyone's toes or, you know, (laughs) um, 
Yeah. Yeah. And you have to pay corporations to teach you how to be less racist with yeah. like DEI. And you have to pay corporations to help you date. Um, and you have to pay corporations to, you know, help you navigate friendships and yeah. Right. It's all, it's all ultimately just corporate. I mean, it's just money. That's what they want. Right. And directing, like kind of managing your whole life through these like, official channels or something you know it's i don't know yeah it's like breaking down intimacy it's it has, it's all it's all part of this like idea of like i think it i think it's kind of goes with like the anti-natalism thing too because there's one thing that kids i do think will knock you the fuck out of and you have them and i work with them and that is um they don't give a fuck about the HRification of anything. Like, they're, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, you're going to have to have like a real like human interaction with a child um, because they've demanded, you know? Right. They don't so, have any filters. <laughs> yeah. No, they have no filters. So it's like, I think that that's also kind of tied in with the longhouse, mm-hmm. but I kind of do agree that like some segment of the culture has been like kind of, overtaken by these uh feminine kind of like traits i don't think it's as widespread as people want to make it think it is i think like we're talking kind of liberal cities mm-hmm. <sighs> but I, do, I think it's a significant shift though and but like you're saying it is kind of in the more so in the realm of like the professional managerial class or whatever but yeah, like more women are a majority of college graduates are women now and stuff like that. You know, like it's. No, it's a shift in the culture and yeah. there's definitely like it's stuff, but I do think it's like kind of largely like a middle, middle class, upper middle class phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, and it's definitely, I mean, the place I think you see it the most uh, ardently is in academia. Oh yeah. That's been, that's been, that's been really that's been like long house that whole situation. Um, I don't know what to. I mean, I guess like do I? I, I don't want to like boil it down to like is it good or is it bad. Um, well, that seems the, like a retarded way to talk about it. The thing that I don't like about it is when it it gets kind of co opted by like incel types or whatever who are just like want something to be kind of feel like aggrieved by or you know like oh i'm living in the longhouse there's nothing i can do about this shit and like fuck this shit and you know and just kind of use that as their way to just you know kind of give up and opt out and so that's kind of stupid to me it's like you know it's not so you know, you, you can still live your life, you know, you, it, however you want, you know, it's just. <laughs> yeah. And you can find people who uh, want to uh, live their lives that way as well. Yeah. I don't like the micro version of it where it's like, where it's talking about like individual relationships. That seems stupid. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like people being like, women you know i don't know like if you feel that a woman is like mistreating you in your life you know you your only choice is to either just accept that or to take you know take say something to stop it or leave you know it's not that people act like you have 
no control over these situations. So I also just think I don't think most people give a shit about stuff like that. I mean, like I remember once when my one of my brothers was really little, he asked my dad, like, "Who's the boss, M- mommy or daddy?" And like my stepmom was like, "Well, mommy's the boss in some things, and daddy's the boss in other things." Mm-hmm. And I was like, that kind of is how it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's just sort of like couples fall into like a natural, whether they have kids or not, they fall into like a natural pattern where like probably one person kind of dominates one part of the relationship and another person dominates another part of the relationship. And that's just kind of a natural sorting of responsibilities. And, you know, yeah, you each have your domain. Yeah, <laughs> you each have your domain, and you defer to the other one, and in, in a in that aspect of it. So I think that that's just natural. And my guess would ha- would be, if you want my honest opinion, and maybe you don't feel this way because you're on a we're on like kind of different sides of the same sphere of Twitter. But my guess would be that if there's anyone being dominating in relationships, I bet statistically speaking, more men are dominating in relationships than women. Would be my guess. Probably. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. I mean, at least in the past, (laughs) I guess even in like what I've witnessed though, I don't know. In my experience, I'm honestly not sure about that. (laughs) I mean, I can think of examples of both for sure, but yeah, I've definitely known some den mother types in my life. I can think of a couple of den mother types. I can probably reel off like 10 right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely have known women who can be I think the thing that's funny about women, which I like, is that um they're just as I mean, this is like obvious to anyone who's like lived long enough, but they're just as uh if not more like conniving and <laughs> manipulative than men but they just do it in a way that's uh, more subtle and less obvious, you know, uh-huh. but they, and it's, it's actually like kind of like emotional, like terrorism. I think. Y- yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. They get in like, uh, they like torpedo. It's like the, <laughs> I don't know. What are those German ships called? It's like the, it's like they they're under the water. So you can't see it coming, but I know, I know. I mean, it's, it's devastating to be on the, <laughs> on the receiving end of it. It's I know. always like when you, it comes out of nowhere, you know? Well, sometimes I think what's cool about it too, what I like, what I think is fun about it is, and I, I've, I've gay men can sometimes be like this as well. Although gay men can also be very uh, upfront and confrontational the way I think straight men can be sometimes. But I think sometimes the, the woman way of fighting is you don't even, the person that you, stabbed doesn't even know they were stabbed <laughs> for like six hours you know <laughs> and then they think about it later they're like slaying in bed and they're like god she really fucking caught me like she really like got to some like core insecurity of mine you know <laughs> there's also the passive aggressive a lot of the articles seem to be talking about passive aggressiveness which i do think people are more passive aggressive than they used to be overall mm-hmm. extremely. extremely yeah and they don't want to confront anything to the point where they almost like a lot of people can't really handle just like directness <laughs> no they can't 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the funny thing is too, and I, I hate to be, I hate to be a uh, misogynist as I get called a lot on Twitter. But the truth is, is that like, I guess now that I think about it more, most of the guys I interact with, not gay men excluded, um, just kind of don't give a shit about anything. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, which is which is also kind of not a good thing, you know. But I think it speaks to a sort of shift, though, because yeah, it's like there's all these dudes out there who are just really like, I don't know, not like masters of their own destiny or something, <laughs> you know. They're just kind of like, you know. What did Basil keep calling them? Lumpins. <laughs> oh. Well, no, those lumpins are like the, uh, <laughs> like the, str- you know, like homeless people shooting up on the train. Oh my God. I have to tell you about this thing I learned about. Oh my God. I, so I went on one of those, uh, I went on one of, I went on one of my usual, um, to get high off my own supply, uh, Twitter troll sessions straight into the comedian's <laughs> lair. I love oh, to do this. Hell Yeah. I went to like a full blown Covidian, like triple jabbed uh, respirator oh. in, in the picture, <laughs> whole, like whole thing. I love going to those accounts. I love reading through them. And this one woman was like, and on one of them, she was like, this is just like ugly laws. We've recreated the ugly laws. Do you know about this? No. What? The- I Googled ugly law because I was like, what the fuck ugly is this? This bitch, this bitch is lying or something is weird. That it was not a thing. And list, look at what I found. I had, I had to tell you about this. Um, this, this feels a little longhousey too. Between 1867 and 1974, various cities of the United States had unsightly beggar ordinances and they were dubbed oh. ugly laws. Um, these laws targeted poor and disabled people. For instance, in San Francisco, a law of 1867 deemed it illegal for any person who is diseased, maimed, mutilated, or deformed in any way so as to be unsightly or a disgusting <laughs> object to expose him or herself to the public view. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, see, like, back then, they, you know... <laughs> They could just call it like it is. <laughs> they really just called it like we it is. We don't want that shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get your ugly, <laughs> get your ugly ass, maimed ass out. I know, and I felt bad for reading it because <laughs> I, I felt bad for like reading it because I like I've had such like jarring experiences. Like one time, I was like on the subway. And I was like so tired. Like I, on the su- I really feel like I really feel long housed on the subway. Like a lot of the time, like I feel like half dead, you know. Oh. <laughs> um, and you know, there's like some obese person taking up like three seats or whatever. So there's like nowhere for you to sit. Anyway, I was standing, and this guy came through <laughs> the the like aisle with a sign. <laughs> And for a second, I got so scared. Like, I thought I was in, like, a horror movie. And then I realized that his face was, like, really fucked. Like, fucked bad. And I read his sign, and he was, like, a victim of being, like, acid attacked or something. Oh. (sighs) Yeah. It was... I mean, I don't know if that's true, but that's what his sign said. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, like, trying to get money. But it... Anyway, it it is a nerd... I mean, as someone who sees, like, shit like that a lot, (laughs) I was, like... (laughs) Well, it's, I mean, it's it seems really cruel, but I think it's really funny that people in the past just 
had no like conception of it being cruel. They were just like, oh, that makes I sense. love that that was in San Francisco too. <laughs> yeah, they were like, why do we want these like ugly, maimed, <laughs> deformed people with their s- stub arms? Like, you know. <laughs> it was just cracking me up thinking about it. Um, and I saw this, and then, I don't know, that same day I was looking through clips and I saw this family guy clip and it (laughs) really cracked me up. It was this couple and they had their like deformed, like retarded son in the, in the wheelchair and they like wheeled it up to God. Like God always looks the same in the show. I don't know if you watch family guy. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, and they were like, the woman goes, God, we just wanted, but she said it in a really sarcastic voice. She was like, God, we really just wanted to thank you for this. It's been such a blessing. And the man goes, yeah, we're really waiting to hear the grand plan. And then God goes, (laughs) God goes, well, I can't tell you the grand plan, but this little guy is going to live to be 79. It just <laughs> so mean. <laughs> so mean. Anyway, so ugly laws were a thing until 1974, I guess, which is when maybe when everything went to shit, you know? <laughs> you heard oh, it here. You're going to like this. Chicago was the last to repeal its ugly law, 1974. Oh, wow. I mean, <laughs> the last pulled out. Lori Lightfoot would have been. <laughs> 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 in trouble <laughs> I know I know Lori Lightfoot well congrats to you guys I, I understand that it's not a good thing I already saw your tweet about it but I guess she's oh out. yeah I mean it's fine it's not like I, I all I just is everyone's celebrating and there's like this conserve the uh, Republican who's like this hick like Trump MAGA guy um that that Pritzker, the Democrat, paid. He gave this guy $150 million so that he would win be against the moderate Republican in the primary. Anyways, um, this guy was like, you know, some talking shit about like, see, Chicago, like, Lori, like, sh- this is what Chicago thinks of you or whatever. It's like, yeah, dude, but like any of these other fuckers who get it are going to be the exact same thing it's not like you know so that's the thing it's not like i I like lightfoot it's just that she's just a she's just at nobody you know i feel psyoped by lightfoot because i felt like she had been chicago's mayor for like 10 years really yeah, like in my like cultural imagination, like I was like, that's she so been funny, mayor for so long, and then I looked and I saw that she'd only done one term, and I was like, they're lying, they're lying to me, or it's like like who else talks about like timeline jumps or something? Like I was like, something's wrong. I I know no, she was before mayor. that it was Rahm Emanuel, and then he got, which he was a, I mean, God, and then is he Jewish? Is he Jewish? <laughs> He Chicago does happen Jewish. to be, yeah, you know, a member Chicago of had Jewish and lesbian black woman. Right. And and Rom is just such a obviously he's a just a damn globalist shill, whatever. I mean, he was Obama's guy, and then uh he finance guy, and then he got ousted for the uh well, you know, like a black shooting or whatever. 
Uh, what did he do? Did he shoot he, someone? Black? Like cutting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rom was the trigger man. Um, no, it, you know it was like a police shooting. Laquan McDonald, and then he tried to cover it. You know, or his administration like tried to cover it up because it was like very. It was on. Uh, you know, on camera, and I don't know. But I don't know what the deal was with that. Um, as far as if there was anything going on behind the scenes. But yeah, anyways, before Rom, it was like the daily fan, like the father and son for like mm. decades. So maybe that's what you were thinking of. <laughs> no, probably not. I just probably was just <laughs> Lori Lightfoot. The other, um, this reminds me, I, I know we're jumping around a lot, but who cares? You guys like us. <laughs> you, like, you like when we jump around. Did you see the video of the, the guy in St. Louis? Oh, what was the deal? Oh, who was this like sit low? That shit seemed fake to me. I don't know. But I, just the fact that it, everyone was talking about it. And then, yeah, like it was like it, it's a video of this dude like loading a gun casually in the middle of a street. And where was it? St. Louis? Yeah. And then he shoots a white homeless man in the head. He's black. Yeah. And but it's like, why was this dude just like filming that? And then, like, when he sees the guy is about to shoot, he, like, turns the camera away, too. So you don't see that. Yeah, part that, I did think that was weird. I was like, uh-huh. why Why didn't you, like, it, you've already committed to filming this murder. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> you uh-huh. know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. You're all in. You're all in now. Right. Um, I mean, Yeah. And like that other guy would just see someone uh, filming him shoot someone and (laughs) not do anything. I also just like not to be like a hero, but I like I'd like to think I'd do something like not probably not like rush. I'm not pretending I would like rush the guy or some shit like that. But I think maybe I'd yell like I'm calling nine one one or something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, don't you I wouldn't do that shit. I would, I would, I would get out of there. Yeah. Or maybe I just run. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not. Even, <laughs> maybe not even film it at all. Just yeah. I would s- not be filming that shit. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like. Yeah. If I saw someone with a gun, my just like reaction. loading a gun in the middle, I'd be like, <laughs> I would far away as I could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It did seem kind of fake. Um. I don't I don't really want to talk about the depression and young liberals because I think it's like so it's it's too um it's too uh what do you call it? Like it's too obvious. It's like obvious why they're depressed. Yeah. <laughs> don't you think? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I was just surprised to see that I mean there was um what what outlet published it? I don't remember. It was just Maddie, Fatty Iglesias. Yeah, okay, yeah. But he's, so he's like kind of, I mean, I think of him as like a big fat lib. So that was kind of what surprised me about it. He's like a lib, but he likes to sometimes, uh, first off, worst podcaster on the planet. I just want to say that. Matt (laughs) Iglesias, you'll never hear this, but you fucking suck. You have the worst cadence and I'm glad they fired you from the weeds. Although I listened to like probably a hundred episodes of the weeds um what what's the deal i don't even know what his voice sounds like he's like talks like this he's like um he's like well i mean if you really think about it you kind of have to consider like um x y and z and he like always has this like boom 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 (laughs) it like sounds like 
Like, let me read you some of his. I was so annoyed by it. I looked online because I was like, am I crazy? Or did other people, uh, you know, like talk about this? And like all of his, like, um, all of his like reviews online were talking about how annoying his voice was. <laughs> anyway, whatever. I don't even have to read his thing to like kind of know what it's going on. I mean, all the, the young liberals are just getting told that they're racist and they're horrible. And the men are, the men are, the boys are getting told that they're barely controlled rapists and the girls are getting controlled, getting told that, you know, sexual predation is going to fall upon them at any moment of any time. And there's, you know what I mean? And like, that they're like trans or non-binary or like, yeah, they're all, probably they're all, should be. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. They're all asexual. They're all on SSRIs, which is make, lowering their sex drive even more, you know? Yeah. They're going to go get gender nullification surgery. Did I tell you about that? No. Well, is this your, after some, your Wagobi? <laughs> no, some, I'm not going to show you a picture because I do think you'd get mad at me. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, some people do gender nullification surgery where they <laughs> smooth. Oh, they out just like hair. make it like a Barbie doll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, that is so weird, man. It's called nine non-binary surgery. That is not normal. Think about what kind of instinct you like. Your human instinct to reproduce shouldn't that be uh something? You know, I, I just seems like so such a here, weird. This is an actual hospital website. Gender nullification, also known as NOLO. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> or eunuch procedures involve removing all external genitalia to create a smooth transition from the abdomen to the groin. In some cases, this involves shortening the urethra. For patients born with a uterus, a hysterectomy is required prior to any gender nullification procedure. Your specific goals can be discussed with one of our surgeons to develop plans that work well. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. The other thing I feel like about like the kids lib kids these days or i mean these are just like young people i guess is like i feel like they don't have any like dreams or like a vision of like what they want their life to be you know i don't know like what even is there at this point that <laughs> you know yeah i mean we called them generation z <laughs> Which seems really on the nose. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what I thought was weird? This this made me think about some New World Order Mm -hmm. shit. They're calling your kids' generation, Generation Alpha. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it kind of felt like, out with the old and with the new. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? uh, Yeah, yeah. And it kind of gives a more... Uh, sinister just overtone to the whole like generation letter categorization or whatever yeah I mean it seems uh, it seems uh, bad I don't know mm-hmm. um, it freaks me out um, I think the only other thing that like I saw that was trending if you want to like touch on it, but you probably don't want to touch on it. But if you have even seen one episode of the show, I'll talk about it. Um, Have you seen any of Euphoria? I have. I've seen the whole second season, I think. 
Okay, so you're familiar with like basically what it's going on. Yes. Okay, it's like really hot twenty five year olds playing seventeen year olds. I guess they're not they're not they're not supposed to be that young. They're like seniors in high school, mm-hmm. um, and they do a lot of drugs. They have a lot of sex. Just in case you haven't heard of it or seen it. Anyway, <laughs> Sam Levinson, who's like the director, he's like the Snepo baby. He kind of has like beady like rapist eyes i don't know if you you know what i mean like the like like the guys with like kind of a permanent like halo of red around the edges Uh, uh, you know what i mean yeah this kind Uh, of like creepy like i don't know how to explain it like creepy sweaty uh, anyway yeah i mean you just have to look up a photo but you're a hundred percent right yeah, he he has like date rapist like vibes. Like I mean, you know, like, he just he, looks like he's like thinking about raping you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like loudly, <laughs> like loudly thinking about raping you. Like that's just his like resting. I, bitch the, face. the description I gave wasn't supposed to be mean. Like it honestly <laughs> just like that's what he looks like to me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he's doing this new show with. Johnny Depp's daughter in the weekend. And like the whole show, like the whole like advertising for the show is like the most sick and twisted shit the TV has ever seen. Like that's like in the trailer, you know? Oh God. So can you, and you know what they mean by sick and twisted? Like I already know, like I know what this guy's stuff is like, like I know it's going to be like, Sado like vague sadomasochistic sex, lots of nudity, lots of full frontal, so edgy, par- partial internal <laughs> nudity. <laughs> like I don't even know. Like I don't know how much farther you could possibly take it. But um, they like basically. Uh, I guess they had like a female director first, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even sound like she got like fired or anything it sounds like she got like she had another project to go do so they hired sam levinson and he scrapped her project and reshot the whole thing and all these people all these poor poor losers on twitter i'm sorry i have to roll my eyes at you guys have been like moral panicking about this for like days they're like so the white man comes on and they they give him 75 million dollars to reshoot the whole thing and i'm like I'm like, they wouldn't do that if they didn't think <laughs> it was going to benefit <laughs> them in some way. Like, uh-huh. these are like, these are like total like pieces of shit. Like, you know what I mean? It's like the entertainment industry. Like, you think that they did that because like, they just want to make money, you know? Yeah. And people were like, oh, this is like all because of like, you know, they like they they would never give a woman of color that type of money. And I'm like, I'm like, you should question why people want to watch what he's producing. And maybe there's something there. Maybe there's like an argument to be made that like, it's, it is kind of gross to have people who are ostensibly 17, even though they're really not like, you know, like having sex on TV and everyone, you know, like, like you can like question the culture, but like he's producing something very watchable, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway, so in the article, I guess they said that, like, some of the scenes in there were, like, 
like Lily Rose Depp, like begging for the weekend to rape her again. And like all oh, this, God. like, but like, but like, so like, I, it just makes me like cringe that people get so mad about it because it's like, it's so like, it's just, it's been done so many times and it's not really that edgy. It's not at all. It's so yeah. stupid. It's so stupid. And like the fucked up like sex movie or the fucked up sex show is just like, it's been done so many times and and you just give fuel, you just breathe life into like the fire of this show and this, and you make it more controversial and you make more people want to watch it. That was my, that's my opinion. Yeah. I, I, I mean, God. The discourse. There is some other discourse thing. God damn, what was it uh, that I just thought was so stupid? Um, but this is the world we live in. The longhouse, Q. This is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to say sorry to sorry to all you uh, Twitter bros out there that follow us. Mostly, probably following A, but. Um, like the bro, the bro side, <laughs> but, uh, but you're in the long house. If you're on Twitter, sorry, <laughs> you know, like you're already there. What, you think so? I mean, I'm not disagreeing really, but no, I mean like think about how cut, like how cucked and like kind of lame you have to be to like go on Twitter and like post your little like gay thoughts. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're all, we're all sort of like ridiculous I don't know. The other stuff I saw was lab leak. Is that what you were? Oh, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, that I don't think that's what I was thinking about. But that is a stupid piece of the discourse. Yeah. yeah but yeah, lab leak confirmed. I guess. Yeah. Conspiracy uh, theorists vindicated. We won. <laughs> it's all over. Fauci's going okay, to always- jail. They always purposely do it in a way that like is so demoralizing because it's like now no one cares, you know? Right, right. Well, yeah. And it's just like, it's kind of, they're in the like mistakes were made phase right now. And this, this happens with every op where like, you know, it's like, well, could we have handled things like a little differently? Yeah, sure. But it's almost done in this way to kind of define the fuck ups and limit them within like certain acceptable bounds. And so like the lab league is a great example of that because it's like, yeah, I mean, this shit probably did come from a virus or a lab, you know, but uh, was it a leak? Was it just a, an oopsie daisy? You know, I, (laughs) well, it's also like chill to be like racist toward the Chinese again. Like for some reason during COVID, everyone was like, everyone was like, Oh, like, you know, it's so offensive to Chinese people to like talk like that. And like now all of a sudden it's like China is like doing some like vague muscle flexing. And all of a sudden (laughs) the U S is like, yeah, we should fucking, we should fucking hate them. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. That's another dimension to the lab leak thing is they're using it as a, you know, kind of escalation of the, world war three vaguely lumin you know like it it's uh makes tensions worse with china you can paint them as this bad guy who like had the you know shady lab that leaked the virus and whatever you know yeah 
No, totally. I mean, but I think it's like cool to hate China again. Like they did like Chinese spy balloon and all that. Mm-hmm. Whereas before they were like, this is white supremacy. Like <laughs> everyone, you know, they like did that whole thing. And then like, there was all the uh, black people be- be- beating up the Asians on the subways. And they were like, they were like, they were like, this is white supremacy. Like this Asian hate crimes, white supremacy is happening because of COVID. Like th- that was like a whole pan. Like, Oh panic. yeah. That was a big propaganda narrative. Yeah. It was like the yeah. anti-Asian hate crimes. But now they're like, eh, go ahead and hate them. Mm-hmm. Well, that, yeah, that was when we were, we needed to all <laughs> stick together to, you know, beat the virus. <laughs> I know. I know. Damn. Um, Oh my God. I just thought of one more thing to bring up to you. Oh, I guess I could, I mean, uh, no, that's not that interesting. I was going to talk about JK Rowling, but it's kind of boring. It's not that exciting. <laughs> I, just think it's funny. She, I just think it's funny that she got red pilled by Milo Yiannopoulos. Um, I guess I'll say like, I what, forgot I that he was that old though. Cause I thought she's been on the turf thing for like a while at this point. She has, but I think her, honestly, she comes across like really well in the whole thing. And this, in this, so there's a new podcast called the witch hunt of, uh, like the witch hunt of JK Rowling. And she comes across like really, really well. Well, um, that's why they can never let her like talk at all. They just have to call her a transphobe and whatever to, yeah, no, they like, yeah, but like her whole like thing is just is like kind of like makes a lot of sense. And she kind of talks about how like, you know, it's just like she started to see these like really insular. She's really articulate, which I guess like, why why am I surprised this like writer is <laughs> articulate? But she was like, you know, she was like, I just saw these like online communities forming and it was just like really weird how like people were buying and like, she kind of points to this, like um, she kind of points to this, like other like phenomenon in the nineties of where it was like, put your kids on Ritalin. Yes. And um, I, I agree. That was a be- a beginning of the kind of medicalization of childhood. Right. And she's like, I don't understand why smart people can't see it. It's the same thing. And I, I want to be yeah. clear because I guess I'll just clear this, clear this up on the pod. I love Basil. I'm actually hanging out with him IRL tomorrow, but I don't a hundred percent agree <laughs> with this whole take on some of the trans stuff. I mean, I do. And he knows that I told him that, but I do think that like as an adult person, as much as I make fun of it, like I, I do think there are people who are adults who feel deeply they would be happier with some like body modifications and like different looks and different clothes. And like, I'm, I'm like fine with that. It doesn't bother me personally. It's more than it's it's more the kid stuff that like freaks me out. And the, and the like extreme, like, 70 genders stuff which i think is insane yes and i go by he in the morning and they in the afternoon yeah (laughs) but like most of the like trans people i've met in my life like don't care about those like super online weirdos and like Mm. don't talk about them and like yeah if you want to have like tits long hair and wear a dress like i don't i don't really give a shit i think it's fine it doesn't really bother me yeah i mean it's not a choice that i would make obviously but that's the whole thing is like people should be able to do 
things that they want to do and you should not be able to prevent people from doing things that they want to do. No, you know, <laughs> I, I was actually sad this didn't make it onto ball earth propaganda, but I, I, I kind of gave like a summary of my political position, which is very similar to JK Rowling's. <laughs> and I just said that like, my whole thing is just like anti-authoritarianism. And I just don't, I just don't want, and like, and I want, and that means like the authority, the authoritarian in your, in your head and in your soul too. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't want anyone to get so wrapped up. I mean, like I am willing, this is like true. This is what I I don't like about it. Like I am willing to engage with people who want to have arguments about gay people. Mm -hmm. Like I'm willing to engage with it. It doesn't, doesn't scare me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if someone wants to say it's unnatural to be gay or they think it's a choice or whatever, like not thing you're not supposed to say now, or they don't think gay people should raise kids or they don't think gay people should get married or whatever they think. Like, I'm not scared of them. Like, I'm happy to, like, engage with whatever they have to say and, like, try to understand their point of view. And, like, and, like, I don't think, I don't think I have a right to just shut them down because I, because I, to use my identity as a cudgel and just be like, well, I'm gay. So you have no right to, like, say that, you know? That's right. the shit I don't, that's what I don't like, to be honest. Right. Well, and it's one-sided because you can only wield that kind of a cudgel when you're when you have the using the ideology that's sort of sanctioned by the authorities or what you know the people who are actually hold power. Yeah, and I think that like yeah, and that's that's the thing I don't like, and I don't like that like. And she was right. Like she was talking on the podcast about how like, you know, these people just wanted, like wouldn't even let Milo Yiannopoulos like talk on these campuses. And she's like, I think he's abhorrent and I I don't like him. (laughs) She's like, I think he's stupid. (laughs) I don't think he's very like articulate or like a very good writer. Like, you know, she, she doesn't like this person, Uh you know, but she's just like, but the idea that he's like not allowed Mm-hmm. to even like speak his views is and she's like and her argument was that she thinks that gives people even more power mm-hmm. which i kind of agree i kind of think that when you get authoritarian like that you actually give people more uh ammo and juice i don't know yeah i mean i don't know um i mean do you think there are people who should just be outright silenced i don't know no, no. I, I absolutely do not. Yeah. But I don't um, know. I, I was only unsure of like whether that tactic like gives people more power. But um but no, I mean I do see what you mean. And no, yeah, I, I don't think that anyone, you know, any the government or any of these speech platforms, Twitter, any of them, I don't think they should be like really censoring anything. I mean, I guess, I don't know, like what, it's like censoring stuff for kids or something, but like kids shouldn't be on this shit. (laughs) No, kids should not be on Twitter. (laughs) And I do want to say like, there is one difference because I know like Basil was like uh, making fun of me a little bit on Twitter for like bleeping out something he said. But like, I think it's, I do think there's a slight difference in like something, and I demanded that, not A, but I do think there's a slight difference (laughs) between your product, like, this podcast and what you want to put on this podcast versus like Twitter or something. 
I don't know if I can articulate that difference well, but (laughs) I I think there is a difference, you know? Like, one is, like, sort of, like, a representation of, like, me individually, whereas Twitter is, like, a giant platform that anyone could be on. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I mean, maybe you don't think there's a difference, but (laughs) I thought it was worth saying that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Twitter is just the medium. So the tweets, yeah, I don't know. But, like, I'm, I like, the thing is, like, I guess what I'm saying is, is, like, I don't think anything should be, I don't, I actually don't think anything should be edited, like, taken yeah. off Twitter. Yeah, no, that I agree actually, with that. Yeah. That actually is my belief. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's a little different, because I'm just trying to, like, I'm grappling with the the sensor in my brain. <laughs> uh-huh. I do think it's a little bit different stuff that I put my stamp on. Oh, you know? I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, That's and I, I, yeah, I agree. Like, I... And I think there are like some maybe valid pressures to what you would call censorship, but it shouldn't be like government, you know, like social pressure or something that's not, it's not like a law or something that's like you go to jail if you, if you say this word or something, but like, you know, speech has consequences, right? Like if you go up to some like jacked, like, you know, like, dude, and you're like, hey, dude, like, I fucked your mom last night or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not like you you should be able to say that. But at the same time, you have to understand that, like, there are consequences to your speech. Yeah, well. people can speak back whatever the yeah. fuck they want to speak back to you. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. there's really nothing else you can uh, you can do about that. Everything else seems so small potatoes, honestly, discourse wise. So <laughs> I feel like that's, that's like, what, I, the- I wish I could remember because there was something that I was like, this is just some bottom of the oh, barrel stupid the shit. Parents, there was the parents having sex, loud yeah, sex. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> first off, those people are fucking idiots for. <laughs> filming that video could you imagine even filming that video? i know the part where the she's like with the kid and she's crying that's crazy so inappropriate. Yeah. and also like but i'm like heavy breathing i'm like <gasps> explain it explain this i'm like i'm like i'm like guys i'm actually 400 pounds um <laughs> that's why i take my set my ozone. <laughs> Um, okay, so the explanation, <laughs> the explanation is that, um, so this couple, the guy's pretty attractive. I guess I'll throw that out there. In my, <laughs> uh, but they're like clearly in their bedroom and the, the woman is filming from the bed and she's like giggling. You don't see her, but you see her filming the guy and the guy goes, Hey, Hey babe, um, your daughter is crying right now because she heard you screaming and she thought you were getting hurt and the wife goes what (laughs) and she like and then she like then you then you see just a black screen but she's in clearly in her daughter's room and the daughter's going i thought you were getting and I was calling your name and no one was answering. And she's like, I'm sorry, sweetie. Like the door was closed, but everything's fine. Mommy's fine. And the joke was that they were fucking, I guess. That yeah. she was um, screaming so much. <laughs> I, 
I mean, there's a lot of stupid things about it. I thought that the people posting, I thought them posting that video is insane and really weird um, and bizarre, something I could never imagine doing myself. And then, or anyone I know, literally, I couldn't imagine anyone I know, not one person. Like, and I know some, like, a lot of people in my life, but like, no one that I know would ever do anything like that. And then the other thing I thought was weird about it was then there was like this weird backlash on Twitter that was like, people were like, oh, filming you, you traumatizing your kids. And I was like, people need to learn the difference between something that's embarrassing and potentially humiliating and something that's traumatizing. Yeah. I mean, kids yeah. cry all the time. Like, for But something. also, we, like, throw that word around so much. Trauma. I'm like, uh, I don't think they traumatized their kids. No. So stupid. And, um... I mean, the filming it may have... <laughs> <laughs> and, I, I mean, I also was just like, what are these people doing? Like, oh, and then there was someone that was like... There was one take that was like... Someone was like you should never have sex when your kids are in the house. Like basically implying that you're a pedophile if you have sex while your children are in the house. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's really. That's I mean, I, I don't like if you're next door to your kid, then I, yeah, I could see maybe not like screaming to the point where your kid like thinks you're getting beaten or something, <laughs> but but don't you have i mean okay just i'm just i've always i've always assumed this maybe i'm wrong like when the baby is still in the room with the parents the parents still have sex right yeah i mean you could yeah you can but <laughs> like a baby is essentially like unconscious you know, I know it's just, just like i'm just pointing out like people have sex in their house with their kids around it's not <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Um, but yeah, the screaming to the point where your child could hear you. I mean, mainly I just find that shocking because I mean, I, for, I mean, like I've had a lot of sex. You don't have to scream during sex. It's definitely a decision. <laughs> um, and also, and also I would argue that most parents I know are so fucking happy that their children are asleep. <laughs> they would do like, they would do nothing to compromise. <laughs> Right, yeah. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to wake a kid up. I'd really want them to stay asleep. Whatever, <laughs> whatever that, whatever that took, you know. <laughs> no, I know it's ridiculous. She also like gives such a like ridiculous because I guess like I guess like when you're, I walked into my parents having sex once, and I think when you, I think when that happens, that is sort of the time you have to say something about sex. Some you have to say something. Yeah. Right. You to, I mean, I guess it depends. Uh, yeah, how old the kid is or whatever. But, okay, yeah. but this kid sounded like eight. Yeah. You have to say something, and actually, like for all the things my parents handled poorly, I thought they handled that pretty well. They were like, "No, no one was," because I thought I actually remember thinking they were hurting each other too. And they oh, were like, really? Mm. Yeah, and they were like, "No, no, no, we're not hurting each other. We just, we're just loving each other. We're just, we're just loving. Like we were, we were like wrestling and playing around." But, like, you have to give some sort of, like, yeah. reasonable, yeah. Like, no, that's re- like a, good. a reasonable explanation. And I was like, oh. I was like, okay. That's what I said. I was like, it, it like, worked for me at whatever age that was. Like, six or seven or whatever. Uh-huh. But wow. she didn't, <laughs> her way of handling it seemed really bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> because if you don't give some sort of explanation to the kid, they're going to think about it. It's going to stay stuck in their head. That's what I thought was <laughs> funny about her giving no, you know? Yeah. She didn't even try to come up with anything. Like, daddy was making me laugh, or I don't know. I mean, to me, it's like, I don't even really care about, it's just like, I don't know, imagining this lady being like, uh, my TikTok followers are going to think this shit is fucking hilarious, or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she got her wish. She went viral. People are probably going to call ACS on her. Oh, God, yeah. People get crazy like that. Yeah, I bet. I bet you some. No, I mean, you probably are right. If they know what state she lives in or whatever. Yeah, some idiot is gonna call and be like, "Mommy, mommy, milkers twenty five posted this video of her molesting her kids." <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Exposing them prematurely <laughs> to sexuality. Oh. <sighs> god our culture is dead <laughs> there's really i know it is i think it's time to let it's it's like fall of <laughs> it should be fall of rome time but i think it's so sad because they won't even give us that like i feel like, <laughs> I feel like i'm getting really black filled at the end of this but i feel like so demoralized like they're not even going to give us fall of rome do you know what no, i mean i don't think so um i think they're gonna drag it out yeah, I think we just need to like we need to revolt and basically make it so you can only use the internet for like one hour a day or something. It's and maybe that would be like the only hope that we could have. <laughs> That's pretty authoritarian, I would say. Yeah, well, it would have to be by agreement, basically. You know, <laughs> that everyone just kind of being like, you know, this uh, is what needs to happen, you know. And a, a mass awakening, as it were. <laughs> That's a nice way of thinking about how it could go. Everyone's just like, you know what? We don't really need it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. I think that's good for today. What do you think? Yeah. I think we hit it. We hit a good one. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. I'm going to pass out. <laughs>